I don't enjoy my degree anymore. Um, it, I don't have the same passion I had for it when I just started university. Yeah. Do I go to Latvia and be rich in a poor country or stay poor in a rich country? Hi, I'm Erin Velak, and I've made it my mission to interview the members of the University of Nottingham's student radio station, URN. Join me to uncover how our members got into student radio, what they're listening to in their free time, and their most iconic pieces of clothing that might make you recognise them as you're walking around campus. I want to know who they are when the mics aren't live, so let's find out. This is Off Air with URN. I am here today with Alexa. Hello. <laughs> Alexa is an after darker, mm-hmm. which means you do specialist music stuff. Yes, I do. Yeah. This year anyway. Yes. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah, I, I know. This is such a good ask? segue instantly. I know I'm perfect at this. No. Um, um, I'm thinking of maybe doing a daytime show next year. Ooh. By yourself with someone else? I don't know. Or even like venture into podcasting or something completely different. Because doing a late night show, that takes a tall man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, especially first year, I remember I did a 1 till 3 a.m. show. Well, no, that's... Yeah, yeah that makes two hours. It's yeah. way too early. <laughs> and um, walking home was scary. Oh my God, yes. I didn't even think about the walking home. I was thinking about the getting there. Yeah. And like, everyone, I'm like, how, like, do you stay up? Do you go to sleep? Like, have a nap? Because I'm the type, sort of person, I tend to go to sleep like 11 to midnight. As soon as it hits midnight, I am out. Like, mm. I don't care where I am, what I'm doing. Even mm. if I'm like out at ocean, I am exhausted. It's time to go <laughs> Fair enough. No, it was scary. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this because it's like, I mean, to be honest, I lived, like, I lived in Beeston first year and this year as well. And Beeston is known to be like, better than Linton. It's better than 100%. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely excited to be living in Linton for my final year. Yay. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been all right. Yeah. Are you thinking you'll still do your After Dark show as well as another show or? I don't know. I think why I like had thoughts about like changing my show, I may as well still stay in After Dark or just hopefully get a better time slot. Yeah. Um, Who's head of After Dark next year? I can't remember gotta start canvassing now oh my god wait i, I should louis know griffin? this huh not louis griffin will griffin <laughs> his brother yes <laughs> yes <laughs> no you gotta start texting will already be like hey hey so <laughs> final year you know <laughs> i think i think they do tend to give final years the biggest say because it's it's their last year and yeah stuff. and yeah. also it's almost like you've worked your way up to Fair get enough. the good slots and <laughs> you're gonna be more tired i mean you got a dissertation to write yeah I'm so excited about that. Actually, I like know what I'm writing on my disc already. Do you? I decided early and I'm really like, there's a, pro- well, he's not, a- okay. I had a professor for one of my seminars that was a, sem- like he wasn't even a professor yet. He was a student. Yes, I've had. And um, he's just like hand- recently handed in his like PhD to be- like get the professor title. And he's doing something, his PhD in something super similar to what I wanted to do my dissertation on. I'm like, please become a professor so you can be my, like. They don't have to be professors. Do they not? Mine was a student. Oh. Which I have oh. my own thoughts about my dissertation supervisor being a student. Yeah, I was going to say. Listen, me and, uh, should I name him? Yeah, I'm going to name him. Me and Diego have had our issues. Diego was not the name I was expecting. No. Well, he is an interesting man. He's never going to listen to this, is he? Let's hope not. Um, he hasn't marked my dissertation yet, so let's hope. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. It hasn't, I haven't got the grade back yet, so. And um, to be honest, there's like 
I'm probably getting back into strikes, July, isn't there? Like the marking no. strikes. Does that not? Im- that's not <laughs> economics. None of them. No, none of them yeah. are part of the union. Politics. I mean, speak for yourself, right? Politics. They they uh, they go for everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, he was. I think because he was a student, he mm-hmm. was really busy with his own stuff first semester. So, yeah. And he was like, tell, he did tell us, he was like, I might not be as available because I've got my own stuff. Like I need to work on my own thesis for Fair my enough, PhD I stuff. Guess. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. But like my education is also important. Um, and he definitely did not care. Oh, he just, ouch. He did not care about anything I was doing. And he had like eight or nine dissertations. So I understand it's a lot to put on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think that they should have been giving it to him. But at the same time, I understand that, you know, they need so many economic students. They need supervisors. Yeah. I, it just, it wasn't, it didn't work out well, let's just say. Do the student supervisors, are they like assigned or do they volunteer to do that? I have no idea, but Cause I, that... it, it felt like he was assigned. <laughs> okay. It really did. It felt like it, this was like. Uh, to get your PhD, you know, you have, you have to, to like, like... T- you know how they have to teach some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it was part of that. Um, but yeah, well, hopefully your guy, whoever it is that you want to supervise you will be a lot more into it. I think with politics, they will be more into it. He was just very, he didn't care what I was doing at all. He just really didn't. And he made me feel like he didn't care, mm, which I'm like, at least pretend. Yeah, right? right, right, Like that's I think why I went to the like my previous seminar tutor is because he is so passionate about his area yeah. of the field that I want to talk like about, just obviously in a different context. So I think we just I go to his talks all the time. This sounds like I have like a crush on a professor, doesn't it? Like this <laughs> no. sounds like a beginning to like a Wattpad story. <laughs> no, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we have. I mean, he's Ukrainian. Okay. So and he he uh does his, like a lot of work about the russian language in ukraine and i want to do the russian language in latvia yeah just like oh funny you say that <laughs> so yeah oh that's good that hopefully that'll go well it seems like it's so. something you could both be like passionate about yeah yeah <laughs> i understand why i got him as my supervisor his um undergrad dissertation Literally our first meeting, he was like, oh, just read my dissertation. Because what I wanted to do was actually quite similar to what he wanted to do. Right. Like what he did. But also, he didn't care. Like, I went to a meeting with him and we had to send like uh, a cut, like a section of our dissertation. It was our last meeting. Mm-hmm. And then we weren't allowed to have contact with our supervisors. Yeah, which I think is weird. I yeah. heard that. That's just, I've only ever heard that for economics. Every other subject I know, they... Um, just go and have meetings with their supervisors as many as they like like my friends that do film and tv they get as many meetings as they like but after each meeting they have to write a reflection and hand in their reflections so the reflections aren't graded but they have to say this is why we had this meeting this is what we spoke about this is how I changed and like basically detail the process which sounds like a much better way of doing it because if you're stuck you should be able to go ask for help yeah and anyway and if you have reflections you actually have like reasons to be there right yeah yeah Anyway, so me and Diego, I sent him my 2000 words to get my last little bit of feedback. And, um, you know, you had to send like 48 hours in advance. I sent it like 72 hours in advance. You know, Mm. I was making sure he was getting this stuff on time and had time to read through it and all that. Anyway, so I call him for our Teams meeting and he's on his sofa on his phone and he's just like, "Um, oh, I don't want to, oh, can you just share your screen with me? I don't want to go get my laptop. And I was like, what? 
um oh don't do you not have maybe notes about what i've done well or not done well no not at all and then we started going through it and he was just telling me that all the formatting was wrong i was like well i know the formatting's wrong i've given you bits of my dissertation that i want to feedback on because obviously I'm not just giving you a solid 2000 word chunk when there's so many different parts of it. So I gave like a bit of my methodology, a bit of my like data stuff to get feedback on. And he was like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. And then this is the bit that made me realize he had not read this ever before was he, so we were going through the methods and I do some sort of like data statistical analysis. Mm -hmm. And it was, he was like, you can't do this kind of statistical analysis. You don't have the right kind of data. You don't have panel data. And I just looked at him and I went, I do. The whole point of my dissertation is I'm using panel data, like this kind of data. Mm. So I was doing everything correctly. <laughs> this man just hadn't read it. And I'm like, at least pretend, at least. And it was literally like the next sentence was talking about the panel data I was using. And he was like, no, you have to have panel data. I was like, but I do. Anyway. You're making me very excited for third year. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of other people have had really great supervisors and I think it's more, um, I think it's just the personality of a lot of economics right. really? Would you say like economics has that kind of overarching? Eh. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I think some of them do. I really do. Some of them are great. Mm. My personal tutor she is lovely yeah um we go i go in for a 10 minute chat and we have a 45 minute chat oh, I love because that. we're just best friends Cute. we're not i say like <laughs> once a year but we have the best chats and we just like she starts telling me about like what, what her kids are up to and like she was i told her that i hate economics and i never want to do anything to do with economics again and she was like but it's fun and i was like but i hate it and she was like you're so right the university does economics and makes it boring and i was like thank you not just me i hear that a lot of like uh, across like a lot of departments though people will be like for example my boyfriend he does me mechanical engineering mm. and he's like they're not even teaching us how to like fix cars or anything they're making us designers and i'm like then why didn't you do like a graphics or like a designer course it's like well i didn't because i didn't expect to be yeah. taught this i think a lot of university stuff ends up being very either theoretical very academic which stops it from being practical yeah um and that's kind of what my personal tutor was telling me about she was like it's not really we, they take out the fun of it they take out the individuality of it you don't really get it's also just the way economics is run it's basically um 100 exam based yeah uh very little coursework yeah and i think if we had coursework it would be more interesting. Mm. I prefer coursework. Uh, I almost used to do a TED talk about, guys, this is what economics is and is not. <laughs> it's like how geography is so like <laughs> misunderstood. Yeah. I'm like actually really upset. I was gonna take geography. Geography was my favorite subject throughout yeah. high school and sixth form. I kind of regret. Well, I, I like the geopolitical aspect of mm. geography. So like all the like case studies and like everything that like closest thing to politics but you don't really have like a geopolitics degree yeah so politics was the closest <laughs> yeah you have to pick the geo or the politics yeah because i hate physical geography that it seems like you only have to do that in your first year apparently apparently like it does become quite choose your like own story <laughs> yeah well when i talked to ali about it listen to ali's podcast episode that was out sometime in may um <laughs> Oh yeah, when I 
listened to Ali talk about his degree and what he's doing and Kieran as well. Yeah. They both have done very similar modules. Yeah. And they're just doing like the economics of geography, the politics of geography. Yeah. And it's like, apparent, he, he always says geography is that it's nothing yet everything. That's a very good way to describe it. Yeah. I think I would say the same thing about it. And I think that's what makes me so jealous of people who did geography and why I ended up, I mean, to be honest, I was such a like smack in the, the middle average student. I couldn't afford to be picky with what degree I want to take. Okay. Um, I got, I got lucky to go into the course I'm in now, like really? IR and Asian studies. Yeah. Like I, one of my grades was lower than the re- like work required yeah, we don't have to talk about not meeting required grades i mean <laughs> listen i have COVID, no it doesn't count no they were very lenient but also mine was slightly different because i did the ib so you can kind of do whatever and a lot the admissions people do understand the ib but no one else understands it and it's great because mm. i'm just like yeah i got 38 and people are like okay is that, is that good <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean 38 out like 38 percent and i'm like no 38 just 38 and then mm-hmm. <laughs> nice and confusing um <laughs> uh, right we've kind of got sidetracked this you know what i try and keep at least the first 10 minutes of me just interviewing yeah. this immediately went into chat <laughs> but i love that I the love chemistry that. it just it just, it just works <laughs> um but yeah uh, you can ask could, now. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, we could talk more about your degree, but I'm gonna side. We'll go go back for radio just for a little bit. We'll probably yeah, come back fine. to your degree because mm-hmm. I do find it interesting, especially when people are in like end of second year. It's like I love hearing if people would have changed their degree, what they would have done differently. Because yeah. when first years, I'm like, guys, you say you don't want to change your degree, that's because you you've you've just done first year. Yeah. Get, get yeah. to second year and be like, I hate this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway um no so obviously you're part of radio which we spoke about yes but how did you get into radio um so i went to the first meeting in my first year that like after um the student fair Mm. spoke to jack and emily oh did you yeah they were there i think someone else was there but i i definitely know jack and emily were there yeah and they were like well we have this thing going here who's in the economics building by the way (laughs) and um i was like okay this is cool because for a very very long time i wanted to go into journalism i wanted to interview celebrities that was like my thing like you know how i'm like um i don't know like a lot of like radio stations have youtube channels yeah and then there's like this one person and they i want to be amelia de moldenberg yeah (laughs) chicken shop day i just want to be her or like um i really would love to have emma chamberlain's job Yes. Like, you yes. look pretty and you're on the Mac Gala talking to celebrities. Yes. That sounds so amazing. Or um, Ali Plum. Because yes. everyone respects him so yes. much. And they, like, want to go do their film interviews with him. Literally. And he's just, like, best friends with all of them. Like, half the people he interviews, they're fangirling over him. Literally. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, so that was... Initially, I was like, okay, this is a great stepping stone into, yeah. like, going into that. Because they spoke about some people who, like what they did after and stuff and i was like yeah this is this is great but um reality set in (laughs) money became an issue yeah and i was like this is actually quite depressing i became like stuck between because i also do music uh in my part time actually if you're i don't know when this is going to come out but 15th of june mooch festival um sadly i think this is uh, coming out after that but anyways if you was there (laughs) and um 
I was like, okay, like balancing reality and what my dream is, you know, yeah. like I, I always, I've always been creative. I've always wanted to like be out in that world, like Hollywood and everything. I was like, so, I mean, also coming from a tiny ass town in <laughs> Latvia, right? Yeah. Where, I don't know, like the biggest thing in Latvia is like what, it's like, it's like incomparable. You, mm. you can't compare what being big in Latvia is to what being big in the UK is. And I was like, I I have this opportunity to move to the UK, which for Latvians is like the Europeans version of go to New York, the city that never sleeps. It goes, <laughs> like it, yeah. it sounds superficial or stupid, but that's no, how I, I saw I, it. I get it. And I was like, I have this opportunity. Why don't I take it? Yeah. But then I was like, also, okay, um, I'm one of the first in my like generations of family to like properly integrate into a different country. I need to establish myself more securely. Yeah. Because a creative job isn't stable always and not guaranteed. So now I'm in like, I'm going to do radio. If I have an opportunity to do something with it, I'll take it. Because deep down, it's always something that I've wanted to do. Like journalism and talking to people. I find it really interesting, especially to talking to artists. Mm. Um, but if it doesn't work out, I, at least I know I tried. Oh. That's such a nice sentiment. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's a really great way of obviously a different situation because you lived in Latvia and you're like coming to the UK and that's like a whole different set of challenges. But I think yeah. even a lot of people who are born and raised here have that sort of mentality of, listen, radio is, it can be a tricky industry, all this kind of stuff, mm. but at least I've tried. A lot of people seem to, and it's nice that I think a lot of people have that sort of same sentiment. Yeah, I mean, like I, when, some people will listen to this and be like, well, you told me that you don't want to go into radio. Radio was never like the end goal. Yeah. Like it was on TV, on, on YouTube, like doing those type of interviews. So technically I didn't lie to you guys, <laughs> but it's like, this is a really good stepping stone. Like the, some of the contacts some people have. Oh, it's crazy. I'm right? so jealous. Literally. I'm like, send me these LinkedIn people. I was talking to Jake Longhurst yesterday. So, you know, yeah, they no. know everyone. I'm I'm living with them next year. I know. It's going to be either terrible or I'm going <laughs> to abuse all the contacts they have. Yes. No, your house next year sounds like so much fun. you got a radio house going. Yeah. Which will be fun, but also hectic because we're stressful. all finally <laughs> Yes. Yes. Don't worry. I'll come over and visit. Definitely. I'm inviting myself around all the time. You're already invited. <laughs> Problem is, that's the thing. Jake's been inviting everyone whenever they want to your house. And I'm like, Alexa doesn't know this yet, but I've been invited over whenever I want. Well, me and Jake have already talked. We're doing like American football nights and stuff. <gasps> yes. Because we're fans. Like, Are you? Yeah. Oh, who do you support? Uh, the jet, not the Jets. What? That's that's Jake's team. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, um, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, which is quite depressing, actually. Yeah. But <laughs> how did you get into American football then? My boyfriend played for Nottingham. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I started watching it this year because of Dom. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Miami Dolphins, isn't it? it? Yeah, that's who he sports. I thought it'd be boring to support the same team as him because it's like none of us have a real like emotional connection or whatever. Yeah. I think he does a bit with the Dolphins because he's actually seen them play and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. which is I'm so jealous. I mean, yeah. I've seen him post about it like twice, and I'm like, oh, I want to go. Yeah, he's been to Miami and saw yeah. them, and I'm like crazy. That's so cool. Um, so I decided to pick a different team, and I just chose the Eagles. Okay. 
and then they happened to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was quite lucky, I was going to say. It actually was nothing to do with the fact they were winning every week because I was not paying attention to who was winning, whatever. We were watching the games, a lot of them, with uh, Red Zone, Scott Hansen. Mm. Love it. Um, And then I just... When I was at school, I went to a very American sort of school. I went to an international school, so very American-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were the Eagles. Mm. So I've, since I can remember, like I've been the Eagles. And even when I lived in the UK, the radio station we listened to was Eagle Radio. Oh, so it's like more of a- Yeah, so, so I was just like yeah. really just constantly drawn to the Eagles. And like they're green. I love the color green. Um, it's like a kind of green, but anyway. Excuse you, Thank you. Bins. <laughs> So I just ended up picking them, but that's, have you? Do you enjoy American football then? Um, to be honest, this year I've been like not really watching because I got into F one this year as well. Okay. Um, also because of my boyfriend, ironically, um, and um, yeah, I went to Donington a couple of weekends ago. We watched the R <laughs> G something R G. I don't know. It was like, it's road re- legal cars, but they're racing, basically. Okay. So that was cool. I saw some so much money around me. Oh my gosh. The, those cars were... Nice. Whew, they were nice. Yeah, I took some photos. I should probably post them at some point. Bought a camera, actually, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You gonna become a photographer? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always wanted to be those Instagram girlies, and then I started yes. taking photos, and I'm like, I can't be asked to, like, no, then put them all in my... Uh, computer, sort them out, put them on my... Uh, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I have so much more respect for those Instagram girlies. To be honest, other people do that for them once they get famous anyway. I know, but even to start with, I love the idea of taking those pictures, but Same. I just never do. I I always go somewhere. I, I know for a fact, I'll go to boat party being like, oh, let's take some photos and then I'll have nothing to post. Yeah, yeah. Or um, I take pictures on other people's phones and then they never send them to me. Yeah. There's so many good pictures of me out there, but I just never know. <laughs> no, that's what happened last boat party I went to. Very sad. I have like two photos of me and Izzy before we got on the boat and a girl photo with like a bunch of, I think, it was like six yeah. girls. I think I think you were in that photo. Fo- I don't remember. I feel like I might be in that photo. But it's it's somewhere remember. floating in my camera roll um and that's it like i have videos of us all already like dancing and drunk that's another i i might have to cut this bit out because i know my dad's listening and (laughs) my dad already is like oh erin you seem to go out a lot and i'm like no i don't dad (laughs) i've went out so little this year compared to first year yeah like i i think i can count how many times i've been like proper like clubbing on one hand yeah well i found that this year um Last year, every time I could go out, I went out because it was like, wow, this is so much fun. Mm. This year, I'm just like, I'm so tired. I'm becoming old, man. I'm so old. I'm so old. I was walking into campus thinking about how great it would be to be a grandmother. I don't know. I kind of like to not have arthritis. I just want to have like little grandkids. I don't want children. I want grandkids. I don't think you know how that works. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. But I just like, you know, if we could just skip that step. I just don't want, I don't, ugh, anyway. My brain's gone. Right, so, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before. I have a few questions I ask everybody. I realise I didn't prep you for them. But that's that's okay. all right. That's okay. Um, I want to start with, what would be your specialist subject if you were going on a TV show like Mastermind or like, you know, the 
other other game shows are available um something like that it's really embarrassing i went to harry styles concert two weeks ago did you it reign yeah this is like a moment i've waited for 13 years i started listening to one direction before i spoke english that's yeah. how long they've been in oh, the scene i remember watching harry styles's x factor audition same it was i work in a bakery <laughs> literally what he does i remember it was like one direction it was like week two of the x because me and my family have always watched it yeah, yeah, like yeah we've yeah. always loved it and i remember being like i really like one direction and my mom was like you just like him because you fancy harry styles and i was like no i don't so yeah can um, confirm i was lying <laughs> <laughs> so i saw um harry styles which was like really like I didn't realize how emotional that would mm. make me. Not because I was oh, like fangirl, but like genuinely I was like, I, it felt like a, I made it moment. So it would be like, uh, I don't know, maybe Harry Styles like music yeah. and stuff. Is it him specifically or One Direction? I could general? do One Direction as well, probably. But if you ask me about any of the other boys' solo careers, except maybe Niall, mm. um, I wouldn't. Well, you could do One Direction from 2010 to 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah probably yeah to be honest that would be i reckon i could do that one as well i could like especially lyrics mm. i i think i don't know what it is because i had like um two years um before the concert i didn't really listen like it it, it fizzled out like i listened every now and then and i had yeah. no problem with it like but it kind of like fizzled out and then all of a sudden i was like oh my god yeah i went to this concert and one direction came back into my spotify rotation and i still know all the lyrics yeah all of them how it's like how i still know all the lyrics to justin bieber's boyfriend for some reason but that song's iconic right those boots i can't or whatever shoes that, that were I, they, they give me nightmares if you've ever seen the music video to that <laughs> oh sorry oh. <laughs> I just remember them. They're like golden, like you know, Vans. Not not Vans, like the D the Doc Martens, DG or DC like sneakers. And you know they're like really high tops. They were really popular at the oh, time. Oh yeah, like yeah. with the with uh, this. What's this? The sort of Converse high top things, but thick. Yeah, and they were like metallic gold in the music video. Ridiculous. Utterly yeah, it ridiculous. was not good. No, it's not good. No. <laughs> I think what no one else has said One Direction yet, and I have been waiting. I've been waiting You're for someone welcome. to say One Direction. Like I, I, should. but to be honest, I think it's only One Direction because of currently right now. Okay. Like in every day, like if this wasn't in an alternative reality, I don't think one like One Direction would have been it. I don't even know what it would be. Mm. Maybe food. I'm really passionate about food. Yeah. Yeah. Do you cook a lot? I like to say Did so. You, like bake your first ever cake recently for, my, for your birthday. For my twentieth birthday, yeah. Because yeah. my mum uh, is went to culinary school, so oh, she wow. did it like, every year. Yeah. And this is my first time where I didn't celebrate my birthday with my mum. So I, I baked my first cake. And it was it was very like thin and it like, but it was really good. Like it was a really good cake. I saw the picture and I, you know what? For first cake, I was like, you've done good. Thank you. They are tricky. Yeah. And you don't realize, like you see the cakes on TV and then you realize you just, they use so much batter. Yeah. Like the way they get the cakes thick yeah. is because they have used so much batter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nothing to do with like how it actually looks or whatever. It's about how much like liquid you basically have. Literally, yeah. But yeah, since then I've 
made a couple of banana breads. I made my mum um, lemon drizzle cake for her birthday. Oh, nice. She's really cute. gone full baker. Yeah, it, um, my, one of my best friends, uh, she studies in Belfast, actually. She said that her coping mechanism or her, like, way to unwind is baking. So she knows something's wrong when she has an urge to bake something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. It's very relaxing. Yeah. I mean, it's stressful, especially when you just start, like, to learn how to bake. But it's really relaxing. It is, and I find it... I'm a big fan of baking. I only ever bake at home. For some reason, I just... I haven't got around to doing it at uni. Mm. It's just... It's not... Things aren't where they should be. I'm like, I'm no, not in my I kitchen at home. That. I I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I'm, I'm waiting for the day all my roommates move out because I'm <laughs> staying here for the longest. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Um, but baking was always my release when I was at school. It was like every sort of Sunday evening and I'd always do it in the evening because I liked that no one else was around. Yeah. And I could just really slowly, I'd put like a TV show on or something, yeah. like watch something um, and just really slowly measure out the flour, mm. measure out something else, like mix it by hand. Like I knew I could have used, we had a, like an electric whisk that would have made it quicker, but I wanted to do it by hand. Like it's yeah. so just cathartic and it's so just such a good stress reliever. Yeah, I right. Whereas cooking, I hate cooking. It stresses me out. I don't know what's going on. I'm not very good at it. Everything just burns. <laughs> I don't, I have like a love hate relationship with cooking. Some days I love it mm. and I could spend my entire day in the kitchen like just making all sorts of things and some days i'm like i'm just gonna have a pot noodle yeah like it, it it's a very like 50 50 because making food for people is kind of like a love language for me yeah. i love cooking for other people which uh, works in my favor because like it's just like if you don't know what to get someone for a present just you just make some like make them food so yeah I did have a friend that used to, every year at school, for someone's birthday, she'd bake them like brownies or cookies. Mm. It was normally brownies, because she made really good brownies, but I don't like brownies, so she made me cookies. You don't like brownies? Yeah, I know. What? I don't like the taste of cocoa powder. So I don't like hot chocolate, chocolate cake, chocolate ice cream. You know what, okay, like there's, there's layers to this, because I understand yeah. why some people don't like chocolate, like the flavor. But I didn't, wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a weird realization. Like as a kid, I just never liked chocolate cake and stuff like that. Um, and you know, you I, I've never been the biggest fan of like dark chocolate either, but okay. it's like fine, I can eat it if it's not too dark, but I'm not going above 70%. Like, yeah, my mum exclusively eats 90% dark chocolate. Oh, how? And then she'll have like an espresso with it. And I'm like, are you okay? She sounds like the most fancy Parisian woman. Oh, she isn't. <laughs> she wishes. She would like feel so good if she heard this right now. She's actually in Germany at the moment oh, on nice. um, one of the islands, like in the yeah. northern sea. Um, her brother lives there, and she's just. We had a conversation on the phone yesterday, and she was like, "I'm loving it. I'm meeting so many people," and I'm like like going to the bakery every morning because i love german produce their their like level of just like attention to like food i miss that so much and mom was like yeah it's it's which is <laughs> ironic for so many reasons but that's like an entire different <laughs> and and she's like it's so clean here and i wake up and it's like a 20 minute journey and i'm by the sea and it's like cliffs and green and is she wanting to move she is gonna, but yeah. I don't know where. Like, 
my entire family, bef- two thirds of my family that lives in the UK currently is moving away before I graduate. So rude. I know, right? Thank you. They're just like abandoning you. <laughs> yeah, which is like very scary to realize because I was like, I am not ready for the big world yet. No, yeah. And if none of you are here and I need to like find somewhere to live, that's a lot of pressure on a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, I have like summer in Germany, summer in Latvia, summer in Spain, where I can always go on holiday. Ooh, yeah, Spain sounds lovely. Yeah, my sister's moving there with oh, her husband. Nice, nice. Um, I do kind of want to talk about moving to the UK and all that, mm. being an immigrant. Yeah, I am also hands up. I am also an immigrant. <laughs> um, and I I find it. This might sound crazy, um, but. Growing up in Luxembourg, mm-hmm. I got used to hearing, uh, walking down the street, I got used to not being able to understand a word anyone said. You know, people talking in French, people talking mm. German, people mm. talking Spanish, Portuguese, like all these languages. And I got so used to not being able to eavesdrop on people. I love being able uh, to eavesdrop on people. You've told me about this before. Yeah. <laughs> and my first day that I was in Nottingham, I remember I was so overwhelmed nothing was where it said it would be on google maps my 4g was not working properly all those sorts of things yeah, anyway yeah. i was walking around about to have a bit of a, a menti b a little oh, bit of a that. a little bit of a breakdown <laughs> in the middle of radford because i didn't know where i was going so i walked into radford and i was like it's kind of scary here because radford is a little bit scary it's okay yeah but sure not little... yeah, yeah 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 i know what you mean uh, especially when it was the first place I just accidentally walked into. Um, yeah. I wasn't on campus, wasn't in like lovely Beeston. No, I was in Radford. And I heard someone speaking a foreign language and that was the most soothing thing I've ever felt, which is so bizarre. It's kind of ironic. Cause yeah. like you're s- stressing out because of uncertainty and then a different form of uncertainty yeah. calmed you down. Yeah, I just heard some people talking in a foreign language and I don't even remember what it was. I have no idea, but I was like, ah, home. <laughs> do you find that you miss home a lot and or do you have like little things like that that remind you of it? Um, so I've moved I moved 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a bit of a moment. Been a while. Um the language aspect wasn't like I I don't have I can't share that sentiment with you but there is a lot of like Latvians are very community driven which is something I miss so much about Latvia because mm. the UK is very much everyone from themselves nothing is given for free yes and um, like Midsummer Festival is coming up um soon and that is like such a community event in Latvia like we get together we like I mean like a traditional midsummer festival in Latvia is like I miss I miss I miss it It, especially now because um Latvians have all three months of summer off lovely June July August that was something difficult to adjust I mean I went to school in Germany and they also only have the six weeks yeah off but that was like I always missed it when I was here so Mm. like it's just the the community feeling of or parties and stuff like people do much more things together um that i miss often just like a lot of culture and community yeah just 
doesn't exist in not to say that you, the UK doesn't have their own like culturally significant things that they do. Um, it's not to the same extent. Mm. People don't care about togetherness as much, because uh, I don't know if it's because the UK is so diverse now that it, like to pinpoint what is British is difficult. But it's difficult to integrate when there's so many different people. Yes. Because, again, this is not, like, a negative. I think mm. it's cool. But it's really difficult to, like, feel genuine. Because everybody, el- everybody you meet does things completely differently. And it's hard, I guess, then to find the... What is the thing that everyone does? Because there isn't a thing everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you can go into, like, the be a football fan and then everybody is like you'll have that sense of community yeah but not everyone's a football fan exactly there's nothing that kind of like unites people here yeah other than going we're british yeah (laughs) and we love the queen but even then yeah even then that's not even like a because like even if that was with with whatever personal bias you have towards the royal family if that was something that brought every brit together that would have that sense of community. But yeah. even that doesn't. Like, that is a, such a political topic in this country. Yeah. Especially since Shizum died, because I think a lot of people loved the Queen, but no one really cares about Charles. Yeah, yeah. So then there's that whole, you know, maybe the one thing that a lot of people did come together with, like, love the Queen, and we are British. <laughs> That's <laughs> literally it. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think the UK is searching for an identity. <laughs> That, literally yeah. going through like a midlife crisis right now literally no i totally i think that like really encapsulates what i'm feeling about living in the uk because i i've been saying i want to leave for the past four years yeah like four years ago it was like i remember moving to the uk the first two years it was really difficult for me to like i didn't speak english um i picked that up thankfully really quickly because i was just thrown into school and like, you were just instantly. listening to one direction and that <laughs> Um, and I wanted to go back because, like, it was so it was so different. Mm. Um, I mean, continental like Europe does things so differently yep. from the UK. There's like so much overlap between me being Latvian in Germany or uh, a lot of my Polish friends or like anywhere like continental Europe, and the UK feels almost left behind. It's a, it does it is a different world. Whenever I'm in Europe, I'm like this feels European. Whenever I'm in the UK, it doesn't feel European. Mm. Um, and I think especially well mainland Europe, there's much more a sense of being European than yeah, there is in the definitely. UK. Which, I mean, like Brexit yeah, was a exactly. great, <laughs> perfect example of that. But no, I know what you mean. It's even things like it stresses me out that in the UK things are open on a Sunday, because at home nothing is open on a Sunday. See, I feel the complete opposite way because everything is open on a Sunday in really? Latvia. Like, it might be... I don't know. Cause to be I, fair, I, we're, I we've, Luxembourg's got a lot of the old Catholic rules that they are True, loving. like, and in Germany, to be honest, like, in Sunday, Sundays, like... Not even Sundays. During the week, there's certain times you're not allowed to mow the lawn just to respect people who... Yeah, you're not allowed to do any housework or mow the lawn um, on Sundays in Luxembourg. Too, Otherwise, too, you can get... Too much get, noise like, and stuff. Yeah, you yeah, can get yeah, written yeah. up by the... Like, the like a local council will be like, naughty, Im- naughty. Imagine if that rule was in the UK. Nobody would follow it. No, nothing. It's crazy. And it's things like... I, I think... I am not as ingratiated in the Luxembourg culture as maybe I could be and would want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
what you're saying about this kind of sense of like togetherness, Luxembourg very much has that sort of maybe that vaguely French attitude. You know, that kind of stereotype of the French people who look down on everyone else. Yeah. A little bit of that. Okay, but also yeah. there's a lot of the, a lot of German influence and a lot of, we are one place mm. and we are like one big community. And there's mm. a lot of, lot of love and care for everyone else. I think that even if people don't outwardly express it, mm. it's kind of like, when you join somewhere, it's like, you're now part of the community, you will act like you're part of this community and you will respect the yeah. community's rules. Yeah. There's not that sort of same attitude here. I, yeah, I felt very lost because I didn't feel realize my role as like a person mm. in the community I was in, but that's because I wasn't really a community. Yeah. And like, there is so much mutual respect in, I mean, people in Latvia hate each other. <laughs> like, it's just fact, but there is, Actually, something, fun fact about Latvia, we just elected a gay president. Yes. Which is, I think, the first gay president. So I saw this and I was like, mm, Luxembourg has a gay president. We have a gay prime minister. Ah. So you have the first head of state that is right. gay. Yeah, which I'm like... Which is crazy, because technically the prime minister is not the head of state because we have like a monarchy kind of situation. Okay, right. So, you know, but still, I was like... That's insane. Which was like such turmoil for Latvia because Latvia imagine. is quite left behind. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But like, that's, I don't think people realize how massive of a step that, step that is for Latvia. Because Latvia has been like, people still think we're part of Russia to this day. Like today, people still think we're part of Russia. People in Latvia or, or like people other speak, countries. Other countries. Yeah. People, like, I mean, fair enough. Latvia isn't like massively globally influential, mm. although... Um, if you ever wear Levi's, that's thanks to Latvia, by the way. Um, I am wearing Levi's. <laughs> I was, but I changed into oh. comfier jeans. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like, I, I, I was, yeah, fun fact. That's a fun fact. Yeah. It's so cool, I right? I love that. Do you think you're going to move back to Latvia? Or? I was going to ask you the same question. Do you, do you see yourself back in Luxembourg? No, because weirdly, England is my home because okay. this is where I was born. This is where I'm mm. from. You know, this is where like, I only have a British passport. Okay. Get Irish passport on the way, but I only have a British passport right now. Um, and as soon as we moved, I think I'm the only one of my four siblings who have felt this. As soon as we moved to the to Luxembourg, I was like, I want to go home. And I spent years just being like, I'm fine. I'm happy, but this isn't my home. This isn't mm. what, and I felt like I was missing out on a lot. Also, we moved just before the 20, 2012 and 2012 mm. in the UK was the Olympics, it was the Jubilee. Yeah. And that I think is one of the, when we had probably the most sense of community and um, or even just like celebration. Yeah. And I missed that and I was very sad about that. Mm. Um, but then I kind of got over it and I'd say from about 15 to 18, before I left for uni, I was like, I'm happy here. I don't feel like I'm missing home, mm -hmm. but I'm not, I'd am i never imagine myself living back in Luxembourg. And I yeah. love going home, um, cause it is my home now, um, but it's more my home because that's where my parents are. It's where my family are. Mm. It's where a lot of my friends are. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my friends are currently like from home are in the UK. So a lot of them are in London. So I go see them when I can see them and mm. stuff like that. So I have never felt that I would live anywhere except the UK. However, my sisters 
completely different. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. So I have two younger sisters and I was talking to them like two weeks ago and they were both, because it's a question we get quite a lot, especially by people who are from the UK. They're like, oh, yeah. where are you going to live? And like my cousins, you know, were asking. And um, they said, uh, definitely not. Definitely not going to live here. Absolutely mm. not. Fair Which enough. is crazy to me because also they both went to boarding school here. Mm. So one of them has was in the UK for two years at boarding school and now she's at university and the other one is still at boarding school and planning on going to a UK university. Mm. So they've both kind of spent almost, I mean, I spent obviously the longest time to start with here because yeah. we moved when I was 10 yeah. and the other two were six and eight. Um, but since then they've spent more time here than mm -hmm. I have. Well, no, actually it's the same. But you know what I mean? Like they, yeah, yeah. they're starting at a younger age and both of them still are very much like, not necessarily gonna live in Luxembourg, but definitely feel more European, I think, and want to live in Europe, which is really interesting, I find. Yeah, especially that they've lived in the UK when they were younger. Yeah. I, I find that, because usually what you notice is the youngest people in the family want, tend to want to stay. Yeah. Um, Going... Yeah, so yeah, same for, question for, to you. For, for me, it's... I don't think I've... It's been 10 years I don't think I've integrated. Yeah. Like, I also see myself way more European. Just, like, in a lot of values as well and, like, morals mm. and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's because I grew up in that type of environment. Um, I mean, until I was, like, 11. But... Yeah, I was 11 when I moved. Damn, it's been a while. Damn. So nine years, not 10. Coming up to 10. Um, and... But it's it's always the type of things like obviously we moved for a reason. Yeah. You know? And when people ask me, Do you want to go back to Latvia? Uh recently I started using the analogy, which I actually saw in a meme, being like, Well, do I do I go to Latvia and be rich in a poor country or stay poor in a rich country? Yeah. That's kind of the dilemma that I'm in. Cause unless I find an amazing job after uni, I'm gonna do an every day job here yeah right and live i mean with cozy living <laughs> you know or i have like i've had the privilege to study abroad which in latvia is valued immensely and i'll probably get a pretty good job in latvia yeah but the country's poor so i have money but i'm like in the back of, the, of my mind i'm like but what can i do to actually help latvia it's it's like a it's a weird dilemma because yeah, I'll get back that community and that... I guess it's figuring out what I value more. Yeah. And that is really it's difficult. A, it's a deep conversation, yeah. isn't it? It's a really big, like, deep dive into your thought. And, yeah. Because um, my eldest sister is moving back to Latvia. Okay. She moved five years ago to England. She's just finished um, her degree in the UK. Um, and she's moving back to Latvia with her children. And my nephew, who's 17, I was asking him, I was like, how do you feel about that? Because like, I was genuinely interested. And he said, just like you, I miss the community. The like drive for people to like go things, see things, make things. And yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's a really weird balance. But what like kind of, not motivates me, but like, reassures me is like i'll always have somebody living in latvia so i can always visit even if i don't yes don't end up there but i i don't ever tie myself to a country 
I I call myself a global citizen. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I'm I'm I adapt to places quite quickly. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'll move to Belgium. I don't know. <laughs> Not Belgium. Yeah, the first thing that came into my mind. <laughs> Anywhere but Belgium. Because like I'm also thinking of maybe because I don't really know what I want to do with my life yet. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of like doing. Uh, teaching English abroad and stuff like that just to see the world a little bit more oh it's a great way of doing it I know various people I know my uncle's done it um, that's how he met his wife they're both teaching English in Japan oh cute yeah I'm thinking Japan yeah. or Korea I know a bunch of like YouTubers who did, did that and then they moved yes either they met their partners and they moved somewhere else yeah yeah no it seems like a great thing too and you can meet a lot of very like-minded people which i yeah. think is yeah amazing yeah yeah i've always been like i want to travel the world ever since i was like i mean i was three years old and i already spoke three languages which is crazy um that is actually my biggest thing i hate about myself maybe i only speak english i lived in luxembourg for you know it's, well, it's been 11 years now and technically it's still where i live um maybe even 12 years it's been a long time mm. um but because i went to an english-speaking school mm. i learned you know like french as a foreign language german as a foreign language i haven't done german since gcse's i'm awful at german french i can i remember enough of it to be like to get by you know when i go to restaurants stuff like that when i'm yeah, in shops yeah. at home that's you speak French it's just what I do but I went to school with a lot of people who English wasn't their first language mm. it was their second language and I always felt so which sounds crazy that I was like I always felt so out of place in the sense that I only was fluent in one language yeah and I was grateful I was you know fluent in English it was yeah. so useful at school because for a lot of people they were yeah. learning in the second language and that I mean, you see, I can you see how hard it is for like people, especially when they first join the school and they speak no English at all, yeah. which is exactly what you had. Yeah. Um, and so I have a lot of a lot of patience and a lot of admiration for people who have those multiple languages, mm. and I'm so jealous. <laughs> but like, yeah, languages. I don't know if they don't come naturally to me or if I just don't have the right temperament for them to put in the effort <laughs> to learn it. But I. I it's what you know when people say like oh if you could like magically have one skill would it be to play an instrument would it be that i'd love to just know a language mm. and just have that but fair enough yeah yeah I, I i was quite lucky in that sense i mean my uh, dad's side speaks russian my mom's side speaks latvian and we lived in germany for when i was like quite young yeah i did year one and two in germany Aww. um so i was very i was very very lucky um because I mean, just being Latvian, you learn Russian anyway, just as a byproduct of being Latvian, because... Are they very similar languages, or is it... There's so many Russians in Latvia. Yeah. They're very different languages. We have different alphabets, like Latvian uses Latin alphabet, okay. and Russian uses the Cyrillic alphabet. Yeah. So they're very different, actually. You just learn both. But, like, I mean, yeah, because of history and stuff like that, like, you just adapt. And a lot of people have, like, a Latvian and a Russian parent, mm. so... It's it's a blessing and a curse, because it's like oh yeah cool I learned Russian and Russian is very useful, uh, especially in today's like world. Yeah. But also it's like why did I learn Russian? Like there's a lot of like negative connotation and history there. Yeah. Which is like... another completely different topic. <laughs> yeah, that's not for this podcast. <laughs> well, no. Um, 
All right, I'm gonna ask you the last few questions. Yeah, I think because we probably need to wrap up because we're supposed to be talking to Joe. Um, going for almost an hour, but I've Ooh. loved our chat. Yeah. Um, and I do really. I think it's because I do miss home and I do miss that international culture, which the university has, but it's not. It doesn't feel like I have it a lot in my everyday life. I love talking to people who are properly European and like, so what's your experiences like? And I know I, I, mean, get I quite can't even fun. call myself yeah. properly European anymore, I don't think, because I've lived here for so long. So like when I go back to my best friend in Latvia, she, I feel kind of like I'm not even European. Like I'm in the in this weird in between where I don't really fit into England, yeah. but I don't fit in at home anymore oh. either. That's it. You're ex- describing my life. <laughs> literally and also i think we've had a very similar like age sort of experiences of like we were both however old i was 10 when i moved you were 11 yeah, you know? yeah. so it's very similar sort of thing i very much had a identity crisis oh yeah of, it's only now that i'm living in the uk not permanently but basically permanently yeah. um that i i finally feel comfortable being like yes i am english and i am just english you know again but when I was still in Luxembourg, I was like, but I'm not really English because I don't really, I was like, I've never really been to a, I've never been to a Weatherspoons. <laughs> I was like, how can I be English? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like all those other little cultural things where it's like, I didn't, maybe that's our culture is Weatherspoons. <laughs> wow. That's so much. So sad. Like I was going to say, that's, a, that's an issue on its own if that's what you pick up as British culture. <laughs> but just little things like that. And I was, yeah. No, they're in between the both, and it's like, which one actually am I? Yeah. And the answer is both. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Anyway, don't need to get that absurd. I've had many, many an existential I, crisis. Over yeah, that. I was going to say, like, I was like 14 to 16. Yes, those so are like the worst peak times. puberty emotion. And you're just there, like, who am I? What yes. is life? What is philosophy? Oh. What is psychology? And you're just yeah. there, like, that was a lot of emotions to feel. And yes. it's like, for no one's fault like obviously this is like a very specific just people who move at a young age mm. thing but it's like i i was so like stressed out because i i genuinely felt i wasn't fitting in with my high school friends um and i but i couldn't like it was too late to go home now yeah like my mom wasn't wasn't gonna move like not, not like it wasn't an option and i was i was yeah it was it was hard it was hard <laughs> I think I was really blessed going to an international school where we were all in the same boat. Mm. That's what we all bonded over. We all bonded over being not from here. Yeah. And we all, I think I had the existential crisis a lot more than my friends because a lot of my friends were born in Luxembourg, even though they weren't from Luxembourg, their parents had um, immigrated there or emigrated or whatever the right word is. I really don't know. Migrated there. but they felt very Luxembourgish and they had Luxembourg, like they now have Luxembourgish passports because if you're mm. born in Luxembourg and you live there until you're 18, you get a passport, which mm. is very nice. Um, so they're all, they all feel very Luxembourgish, whereas I never felt very Luxembourgish. I was like, it's just, it's a cool place. I love it here. It's my home, but I'm not from here. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, question I like to ask everybody is, what is your most iconic item of clothing? Oh, um, I have, I have, why did I say it like that? I have a pair of stiletto heels that are pink and sparkly. Those sound amazing. Like, it's impossible to walk in them. They're not my highest heel and they're a little bit too small for me. 
They sound amazing. Um, but it was for a Barbie cosplay. Oh. For like a party. Are you excited had... for the film? Yeah. Um, I have a very love and hate relationship with Mattel, but that's another topic. <laughs> if there's a conspiracy theory podcast. Go on. What's the theory? I don't know. I think that's just, just yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm interested. And yeah, uh, well, it's not really a conspiracy theory. I just don't really like, I think the company's word. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that maybe. I don't... I don't very, dress very bold, but that is like mm. probably my boldest item. That's really cool though. I Sp- like that. Sparkle. I, I've only worn them once. Don't really like who, where would you wear pink sparkly? Boat party. Maybe, maybe. Although I wore really high heels last year. Yeah. And I kind of regret it. Never wear high heels to a boat party. <laughs> I love wearing heels though. They make me feel so like confident and so yeah. I love a good heel. I need to get some. I only have like little ones. No, I love a big, chunky, huge, like, I don't have a heel shorter than four inches. I don't think I have one taller than four. I might have like little two inch heels. I should probably get smaller ones so I can still feel like I'm wearing heels, but I can actually walk for the entire <laughs> night. Although, boat party, I had six inch heels and I didn't take them off once. That is impressive. Yeah. And we were on a rocking boat party and yeah. I got, apparently I got quite drunk. I don't remember getting that drunk. Like, I remember the whole party. Like, okay, okay. I, I, like, say, like, I don't remember it. No, like, I remember it was fun. I had fun. Uh, yeah, I think everyone was just, even if they weren't drinking, everyone was like on this crazy high of just, yeah. we were all a bit insane that night. Yeah. It was fun though. Um, And the last couple questions, I'm going to ask them to you both at the same time mm-hmm. but you can answer whichever one first mm-hmm. um what is your proudest achievement or proudest thing you've done to oh, date wow. and what are you looking forward to whoa <laughs> um proudest achievement um damn some self-reflection i haven't done in a while i know um uh, maybe understanding that like coming to terms with not being okay all the time yeah just like under figuring that out and understand that that like life gets a little crappy every now and then and like everybody experiences it just like take take each day at a, like one at a time yeah just like come into that realization there was a lot of self-reflecting i did during first year and mm. like last year sixth form like it was terrible i'm not not even gonna sugarcoat it um was that partly due to covid do you reckon or covid didn't really like i i i saw covid as okay this is happening like i didn't really it i don't think it impacted me as much as it did others um i enjoyed being at home (laughs) i'm quite lazy (laughs) um but yeah like a lot of self-reflecting on what is important to me in life what how do i want to move on and just like understanding that it's okay even if you take one day at a time like you don't have to know what you do next week yeah that was love really when i when i like con like did that and you finally kind of got your head around yeah. it and accepted it yeah that that's just how life is yeah i was like oh damn very adult Progress. realization I feel like that's when you realize you're an adult is when you're like yeah i mean there's still a lot of things that are absolutely terrify me about life mm. but but you didn't take it day by day yeah 
I like that. It's a very nice sentiment. <laughs> and what am I looking forward to? Yes. Um, Other than Mooch Fest. Of course. Um, uh, seeing what I do after uni. Yeah. Are you kind of ready to be done with uni? Yeah. Because I don't actually enjoy my course anymore. I don't enjoy my degree anymore. Um, it, I don't have the same passion I had for when I just started university. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of like... I want to see who I am in five years. I'm really excited to see what, like, what my name means to people in five years. Yeah. Like, what are the adjectives people say about me when they see me in five years? Like, when they stalk me on Facebook, oh, she does this now, you know? Yeah, I'll be there on LinkedIn, like, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I'm looking forward to. Just seeing, like, what, what, what happens to me. You seem very excited for what's to come, which is really, yeah, which is a good sign, I think. Because I used to be really, like, negative about the future. Because mm. it's so easy to look at the at the future and be so stressed out and be so scared. And you, you plummet in a very negative cycle. And it's learning how to switch that attitude and being like, well, you can be scared, but you should also be excited. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I had the problem of being too excited for the future when I was younger. Mm. I was always like, I want to go to university. I want to go do this. I want to be like older. I want to do this. Mm. And now I'm kind of, my brain only ever worked up until university. No, <laughs> I know relate I mean? to that. Yeah. yeah, you just, I mean, yeah, I know it's take one step at a time. But even when I was doing my GCSEs, I was doing my GCSEs to get into university. And then yeah. I was doing my, I mean, I did the IB, I didn't do A-level, yeah. but I was doing the IB yeah. to get into university. And then literally I got to university in first year and I remember getting to exam season. I was like, what's the point? No, literally, yeah. What is yeah, the, like, literally. I'm not working towards anything specific. And I figured out very early on that, economics was not the love of my life mm. and actually now I finished my degree I third year I had some really good modules I had a lot of freedom in what I got to yeah. choose um and uh, having just finished my exams I was like no I actually really enjoy my no I actually really enjoy the subject it's really interesting mm. I just hate maths <laughs> no fair enough yeah because I, I, I relate to that because for a very long time before uni, my end goal was get into uni. Yeah. And I didn't have a plan after. Yeah, because I have no idea what job I want to do. Yeah, exactly, right? And now I'm like, okay, I should probably start <laughs> some soul searching, understanding what like, I actually want to do in life. Because I really wish I was uh, a money chaser, mm. right? Because then I would just settle down and I would do, a, I'll work, I'd get a job that gets me money and yeah. I'm like, okay, that's it. Right. I mean, I do an economics degree. If I cared about money, I would go work in those big banks. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I but mean, so many people with politics degrees go into like finance and banking, yeah. right? And it's like, I mean, ironically, I'm literally doing online courses in like marketing and finance now to get into that. But it's like, money was never what I like wanted to go to uni. Like, I was like, oh no, the money is the end goal. So mm -hmm. now I'm just there, like, okay, if money is not the end goal, that doesn't mean you need a high paying job, right? Like, so what is it you're chasing? Yeah. I think that's where I'm currently with my approach to life, figuring out what is- I know, I'm very after. much like the money's not the goal. However, money please come to me. No, yeah, definitely. It's not, it's not like I'm not gonna be content with being homeless. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Let me somewhere in the middle. Nice compromise between all the 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, money is always nice. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I like buying stuff. (laughs) If anyone's got money and they want to give it to me, I'll take it. I'll take it. All of it. (laughs) That's a very funny note to end (laughs) on. Money, come. (laughs) Yes. We're wishing money towards us, but also happiness. Yes. 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 Um, Alexa, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I've loved this. Yeah, this is really fun. Lovely chat. And if you've enjoyed listening to my voice, make sure you check out our Instagram, Off Air on Your End, to stay up to date with all the episodes coming out soon.